0: And you're listening to HR After Hours
1: Well, marry me three times and call me Ross Hannah Hampton How the (laughs) hell are you today?
0: That's a great friends reference, I like it
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm a little slow and sluggish this morning So I put way too much effort into that lackluster intro But how are you doing?
0: I am good, how about yourself?
1: Oh, I'm great. I'm great. I'm ready for spring though. I am getting yeah. antsy and it's not even February 1st yet, so I guess we may have to uh take a hiatus soon and hit somewhere tropical. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I definitely You know, I I like winter, so I'm kind of weird in that world, but I do feel like January is the longest month even though it doesn't have any additional days compared to other many other months, but It does feel like the longest month of the year, and uh, certainly I can understand that feeling.
1: You know, now you mention it, this has been an extremely long first month of the year. And, (laughs) yeah, I think we should talk to our producer, Leroy, and Mm -hmm. see if we have it in our budget to go and record down in the Keys or something. I love it. Let's do it. Yes.
0: I'm in. So
1: let's let's jump right in. You know me, I'm always looking for something new, cutting edge, that just is pushing the envelope. My God, I cannot believe I've got a story here, Hannah, that shows that not all heroes wear cape. (laughs) Pornhub sued by death man over adult video sites alleged lack of subtitles. What? Boom! I love this guy. We gotta get him on the show. Yes, Mr. Ceris is suing Pornhub, which hosts millions of adult videos, claiming the site's lack of subtitles violates the rights of deaf and hearing impaired under oh. the American and Disability Act. My God, we've got a groundbreaking story here, Hannah. What do you think?
0: Well, <laughs> well I have to say, <laughs> I mean, if he wants subtitles, he's not wrong for you know asking for subtitles, but maybe. Just maybe we could talk about something a little bit more HR related.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, all I'm going to say, Mr. Sirius, is I'm not going to free up one of my hands to sign anything <laughs> for you. Uh, but I guess, Annie, you're telling this me you've is got some dirty to
0: podcast. Oh, oh my, my goodness. Gosh.
1: <laughs> uh, Mrs. Hampton, you have a topic that you feel is a little sure. more apropos. Yes. It's snooty britches. What do you got for us today on <laughs> HR after hours?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I guess that we really hit the after hours on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I recently stumbled upon an article on uh, it's a website called Human Resources Director. And it's a um, worldwide uh, HR website, but I really, I liked the article because I think it's a really important topic and it's called The Real Reasons Your Employees Quit. CareerAddict.com surveyed about a thousand people to give an idea as to why people leave their jobs.
1: Number one, co-host does not allow me to talk about Pornhub.
0: (laughs) You know, believe it or not, that was the number one reason. (laughs) Nice. But I thought it'd be great for us to talk about, you know, the reasons why people leave. And then we can talk a little bit about uh, what you can do to get ahead of that. And, you know, if we've got any great stories as to why we left some jobs, I think our Uh, listeners like to get to know us a little bit better, and we share some personal stories each time. So I thought that'd be a great conversation for us. So how's that sound?
1: Porn sounds better, but go ahead. I'm listening.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Womp womp.
1: Womp womp. (laughs) Debbie Downer here. No, that sounds, it actually sounds great because we're going to have this ongoing theme dealing with the current labor market, employer branding, retention, these are all themes that are going to be coming up over the next few weeks. So I think this is a great start.
0: let us I'll give you kind of the overview here. And we can talk about, you know, and I have to say that I somewhat, I don't know, I somewhat disagree with some of it, but because again, they they surveyed a thousand people, which at the end of the day is not a lot of people, but I certainly uh, feel like there are some good points here. So the three major reasons why people left jobs, number one, lack of career growth. Number two. Yeah. Number two, low pay. And then number three, a lack of a raise. So a lack of their salary, um, at getting a salary raise. So they said that that's um, those are the top three reasons. But they said 82 percent of employees would leave their jobs um, of people left their jobs over the lack of career growth. So that was overpay. Uh, The lack of career growth is by far the number one reason why people leave their job. So, and and the study also said the desire for career progression appears to be shared by all workers, regardless of age. So even though most of the respondents were considered in the millennial generation Z workers, um, they did get all age groups, but Lack of career growth was the number one reason across the various age groups. So um, what, you know, what are your thoughts on that? And then there's some additional pieces that I want to get to. But first and foremost, what are your thoughts on the top three reasons?
1: I think it's very interesting. And I will tell you one of the quote unquote canned answers that I receive when interviewing new candidates and asking them why they're leaving their current position. Or I typically go through their you know, most recent ten years or so, mm-hmm. and ask them why they left everywhere. Where before I was only asking about two or three positions, where now it's five or six over ten years. Sure. And that—that's you know, we've discussed those trends and those changes as far as ten-year position go. But here's where I'll tell you, I—I'm I, not surprised that there's such a gap from that and the others for a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. I do think the others could be clumped together. So you're right. It was kind of like they did that. This looks like ai don't want to call it a hurried study, but right. I, I think that you're right. They could have used more people dug deeper. They did what they did into the story and was what we're running with. But, you know, there's I think there's a huge reason lack of career growth is number one. First off on the, you know, the let's say that's a real answer. And what I mean by that, and, you know, I'll get to it in a second is there are. Definitely people that are they want it now, or they Mm -hmm. expect there to be a very specific uh, management ladder, so to speak. You know, this is what it takes almost a manual to get from one step to the other. And I think companies are getting away from that. And Mm -hmm. I think that's a mistake. I think you should have, if you have a company that are large enough that there are these constant ways of moving up. So you don't have to go external for your hires. I think you should have a management ladder or career Mm -hmm. ladder, whatever you want to call it. HR should get with the leadership and establish this is what it takes to get from this position to this position.
0: And can I jump in as well? And I think there needs to be not just a management track, but a track for people who don't want to be managers. I think there's a a population of folks who aren't interested in um, managing people because they, you know, they are more um, focused on on the work they're doing versus having to show other people. So I think there needs to be not just a management track, but a track for those who want to grow within their careers without the leadership piece. Um, and I, you know, I feel like I see this a lot, especially with maybe in the scientific or engineers, where they're, They really focus on the work itself and don't want to grow within the people side of things. And that's okay. I don't think that everybody's goal is to run the company or to manage a ton of people. So I think companies really need to think about various career tracks along with management tracks.
1: So you're absolutely correct. It should be the career path. Mm -hmm. And this is what it takes to get from position A to position B, et cetera. But the other thing is where I think the answer is inflated by perspective is everyone thinks that they're ready for the next step. Everyone has, and that's part of just you know, the human psyche and how the brain works, but we always think that we can get to the next level or that we're know. under-recognized. I don't or know that if I agree with more. that
0: all the time. Um, I think that there are, you know, a number of people who might left lack the confidence when they absolutely are ready, but they don't feel it themselves. So well, I think-
1: let me, let me say it this way. This is a direct response to this survey mm-hmm. And people leaving. So I think the people that left because Mm -hmm. of a lack of career growth think that they should be able to grow. I did not have my full cup of coffee before we started. So I need to tighten it up because your game's a little more on point than me. (laughs) And holy cow, she's going to go at me if I go too vague.
0: So yes, I believe the people that
1: are leaving are leaving, let's say 30%, that believe they're more qualified than they actually are. I think that they, they're a lot of people believe in their their skill set a little higher than their actually perform, their actual performance. So I think that impacted the statistics on this one. Ever, you know, mm-hmm. these are people that left. They think they should be higher up than they were. I'm I'm leaving because of a lack of of growth, and I think that's mm-hmm. a big part
0: of it. What are some reasons that you've left jobs? Why did Why did you seek other opportunities?
1: You know, I'm old school in the fact that I have pretty significant tenure in mm-hmm. most of my positions. I've only worked for, wow, like four companies in the last 18 years. So that's, I, I'm not someone that's moved around a lot, but yeah. I'll tell you the big one, There's a a huge chunk of my career. I worked for publicly traded companies and what was very frustrating and it caused me to leave one job specifically was that I felt like because I was in the HR and recruiting department, that anytime the company did not hit its uh, forecast as far mm-hmm. as where the the performance of the stock was going to be, their knee jerk reaction was to start to quote unquote trim some fat, and oh, it was geez. always in the support departments, and of course HR and recruiting, and if, you know there's always a way to blame recruiting. I've always of told course. people this. I'll say it a, a million times, and if I haven't said it yet on this podcast, I apologize. Poor Hannah Hampton certainly oh, say geez. this at least a thousand times, but the thing about recruiting is. You know, it's one of those where if you want a job where you're going to get none of the credit and all of the blame, (laughs) recruiting is the position for you. Because when performance comes into play, at some point, they're going to just say, well, that's because our recruiting team didn't hire the right people. Mm -hmm. So when I got tired of that and the fact that I knew we were hitting our metrics, the right people were being hired, and I just got tired of it. It's like, okay, the stock didn't Mm -hmm. hit what it was supposed to this quarter, are jobs at risk? And if so, is it recruiting? Is it accounting? Is it, you know, one of the sports?
0: Well, and I finally, you, I just
1: said, I've had it. I don't need this.
0: That's anymore. company culture and morale. I feel like that was the reason, your reason for leaving then is if the company culture was a culture of fear and Hey, you know, I don't know what's going to, if we don't hit our goals, I don't know what's going to happen. I certainly understand why you wouldn't want to be in that situation. So I think that's a, that would be the reason behind that one. I, I certainly have to say I left a position because of lack of career growth, and I I felt I felt really good about my decision to leave because I did talk to my direct manager about opportunity, and we tried to work it out. And when I realized that it just there wasn't opportunity for me to grow. Um, I decided to leave. And and what was wonderful is my manager at the time was so supportive of me and said, hey, take the time you need to look for a job. Um, You know, I support you. I know that you've outgrown us and that's okay. And it was really great that I had that relationship with him. So it was one of the easiest kind of looking for a job situations because I knew it wasn't like I was worried about losing my job because I I had a home there as long as I needed it. But it was time for me to find something different where I could grow a little bit more. So been there. Um, I think my most frustrating reason for quitting a job uh, <laughs> was I had a situation where they completely changed my role, and it was I, you know, had been an HR manager for some time, and basically they they demoted the position, and every there were multiple people in the role uh, in, in various you know regions. So it was a big company where they had you know kind of field regional HR managers. And they cut the role down and changed it. And like to me, and I remember saying this to somebody in my department, like I've worked really hard to get where I am and I'm, I'm not comfortable taking a step back. And it did feel like a step back. It was a step back. So I left due to uh, the change in my role. And I always tell people, I'm like, this is, you know, while loyalty, I think, is very important, you also need to look out for yourself and your career Path and growth, and I felt like not this wasn't a lack of career growth, but I felt like it was taking my career a step back, and I certainly was not going to be okay with it, no matter how much money I was paid or whatever they, you know, whatever was thrown at me. It was not, it didn't feel like the right move for me. So that was a reason that I left.
1: So let's look at those two reasons. So the first one, where the company you you basically had outgrown the position, did the company have the means to? change your position to meet your skill set and present new challenges?
0: Not really, because, you know, and I not to go too deep into it, but it was due to kind of the size of the company and uh, just overall opportunity in the HR world. So I there wasn't, you know, like I said, we, we had discussions about what what I wanted my career growth to look like. And it just it wasn't possible at that company. And that's okay. And like I said, we left in the best of terms possible and it, it was one of those times where I felt this this is how you leave a job with your head held high and you feel really good. And what was really funny was it was almost it was almost comical. So my manager and I had been you know this had been conversations we had for a bit and then when I finally I, I secured another job and I was moving on, we wanted to announce to our team and it was really funny because both my manager and I were very positive about it and somebody you know pulled pulled me aside later and said, why is your boss so happy that you're leaving? Like, this is not a good thing. And I started laughing. I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, this is something we've talked about for a bit and he's completely supportive. And this is a good thing for me. I know I'm going to miss all of you guys, but it was almost to the point where we, we had wrapped our heads around it for so long that we forgot that other people might not be as excited about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so
0: it was kind of a funny story. Uh, but I, yeah, it's one of those situations where I felt really good about leaving, and it was a you know I look back very fondly at this company, and I would I would work for them again. I would definitely work for them again. Um, you know if if, if I felt like the the stars aligned with regards to where I'm at my at my in my career, where they are as a company, and all that good stuff.
1: Now put a pin in uh, pin in that because I do mm-hmm. want to go back and revisit that what you just yes. said there. The second company, that mm-hmm. sounded like a company that was making radical changes to infrastructure yes. due to maybe the company was on its way down. am I right? Tell me about that.
0: yeah they I think they were just looking at ways I don't I don't know the real reason behind it, but I do feel like that they were just trying it was kind of like you know throwing things I think at the wall to see what would stick. Uh, because they, I do feel like the radical changes to the department—it felt like it happened very quickly—and I'm not saying it wasn't well thought out. I'm sure there was a big plan, but it was one of those things where um, I think it, when it was announced to everyone—and it was a pretty big department—there was there was a, people were, were very shocked, and I have to say, other people who were in similar positions like mine, we were very um, taken aback and also frustrated, saying, "Hey, you know, this is not this is not our skill set." This is not why we came to the company, and this is not where we want to be. So, I, I'm not sure when the decisions were being made. I don't think that they necessarily thought about how it affected all of the people. Uh, but I, I agree with you. I feel like it was just radical change to see what they could do to try to uh, push the company forward. And I don't, I, at the end of the day, you know, like I said, I left. So, I don't know how it all ended up. But certainly, um, it wasn't something I was willing to stick out and see.
1: <laughs> so I, we're, we're going to wait a minute before we go back. So we've got a pin in what you just said about your other position. We are an HR podcast, so we're presenting solutions as well as just to dis- yes. start discussing topics. So the, if these top three reasons are accurate, or mm-hmm. at least let's just use these three reasons, let's address them. So if the number one reason by so much was lack of career growth, the top thing we could do to reduce that number is make sure that we're communicating
0: 100%. all
1: of the opportunities that are out there.
0: Well, not only that, communicating opportunities, but also listening to your people. I, you know, I, I think it's. I always stress to people, and like before you leave, have a conversation with your manager, with HR, whoever it might be, about your frustrations. If you do feel like you're not growing, you're stuck in, a, in, in this position, yeah, you can go look for another job. But give your and kind of like what happened in my first scenario, give your manager the opportunity to fix it if it's possible. Sometimes it's not possible. And that's okay. But sometimes it is possible for people to you know, there might be a position that uh, is, is open that you're not aware of, or there might be some opportunities that leadership has been thinking about. And I I have to say, I personally experienced one of those where I was able to move into a new position when I was frustrated. So I say, give your manager, give leadership an opportunity to address before you get to the point where you're giving your notice, because we all know that uh, how it works. If you give a notice and then the company counter offers, you're still likely to leave. It's one of those things where counter offers usually don't work. And some companies don't even counter offer anymore. They just let you go. So communicate, communicate, communicate. I
1: totally agree with that. So that uh, that's on the team member side. If you're the HR professional, what you can mm-hmm. really do is make sure you have a policy in place Yes. Where you and management have agreed that if anyone comes to leadership with a concern about their career, that they're going to get HR involved as quickly as possible. Because the more brains at work the more, the higher the likelihood that you're going to find a solution and possibly right. save that person if you want to. Sometimes you don't want to. There is such a thing as good turnover.
0: Well, of course. But I, I say that transparency piece as, a, as leadership, you need to ha- build those relationships with your team members, too. And ha- make sure you're having one-on-ones and make sure you're, you're again, back to the communication. You're talking to your team members. And and checking in with them and making sure they're not feeling frustrated, making sure they're not feeling stuck. That's something me, you know, as an HR manager, I try to encourage that within my company is, are you having those one-on-ones? Are you discussing the important pieces? And I know sometimes it can be uncomfortable because you don't want to ask somebody like, hey, what would get you to leave? But sometimes you need to learn the reasons that somebody would leave to make sure that you're getting ahead of any of those issues and including career growth. I think it's so important that you communicate, you know where your team is and staying ahead of it.
1: And I'm going to take everything you just said and apply that to the second reason people are leaving is low pay. Mm-hmm. Be you've just got to be up front in that communication in the recruiting and hiring process. Sure. And I've also been in that situation where I've made it a point to give get as much money on the front end bringing that person on if I know my company's not real good with raises Mm -hmm. or there's not going to be a lot of opportunities, but you have to be transparent. Don't, you know, this job may have been open for a while that you're hiring for, but don't take someone that you know has lowballed themselves. If you can't get them something that is really going to match what their quality of life Mm -hmm. is accustomed to. So you've got to have, you've got to be very transparent As far as salary in the interviewing process Mm -hmm. and then with the I have actually done this before. I kid you not, Hannah, I have made offers and if I felt they were a little low or if there was a chance that this person was taking the first thing that was offered to them, I've actually not allowed the person to accept on the spot and made Mm -hmm. them take two or three days before Hmm. officially accepting to make sure that they really think it out. And I've discussed, you know, if you're at this rate for this you're gonna be at this rate for this long until you do this, if I have if I have that that, you know, to present to them. But we've got to make sure that they know exactly what their opportunities are down the road to make more money that sure. they you know that you, you have those honest conversations that they give you the right answers back because they may have done a great job in the process up to then then you're making an offer you're talking about realistic expectations for more money down the road and they may think they're going to get a significant raise within the first year which we have seen that that's not happening, happening like it used to. And the hint number three mm-hmm. was absence of salaries and raises. Mm-hmm. And there's things that we can do as an employer to correct that. And as HR professionals, we should always do our best to make sure that those things, any promises are met. That there's you know a clear communication from right. management as far as what's available, and that that makes it down. And that you discuss that person's. Time frame of when they would expect the next role, the next bump, et cetera, mm-hmm. because if you, no one knows your company like you do, right, as an HR pro- professional, so everyone has their own little rose-colored sunglasses where we have to take all of the info and use it because that's what we do, that we know what's real and what's w- w- wishful thinking.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: So Absolutely. you know why I put a pin in the last thing. I'm going to let you take a look okay. on that. What What, what do you sure. think we should wrap this up with?
0: So, you know, in the article, they also uh, surveyed workers who had left employers and they said 35% said they wouldn't mind going back to the company if they were offered either better pay or a higher position. And then 18% of employees have said they've regretted um, leaving a job. So, you know, I, I've heard the, going back to a a company where four is being like, you know, a boomerang employee. So, you know, you leave and, you know, kind of like a a boomerang and and it does come back. And I am, I completely support this. I think, you know, there are reasons that, that people leave companies and sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes people leave because they need to experience other work, you know, work environments, workplaces, industries, and uh, sometimes, especially if they say you've hired somebody straight from university or it's one of their first jobs, they want to experience some other things. And I say sometimes they need to get, get out there and and why Boomerang employees have become more and more popular is. Sometimes there are skills that your, com- your company may not be able to give them. They can get those skills someplace else, and then you reap the benefits by bringing them back. So I certainly, I have been and I have rehired people that have worked for companies uh, in the past, And but I've also, I've also said no to rehiring certain employees for various reasons, and maybe it could be the reasons they, they leave. We can get into that. But what are your thoughts on on, on rehiring people? What are your thoughts on boomerang employees?
1: I'm not a fan. I'm not Not a a fan fan. at all. No, but you're you're helping me. There are exceptions to the rule. Here's my pop culture analogy on Mm -hmm. Boomerang employees. And I know that we disagree. And you and I have worked in some, you've worked in fields where I think it is more commonplace and acceptable. I I think the tech industry is its own beast. And Mm -hmm. I do think it has its own rules at times that worked for it. And I do believe the boomerang employee is one of those issues. I think that, that I don't think it works most places and I'll give you a, my pop culture, uh, analogy on it is when Van Halen kicked David Lee Roth out <laughs> of the band and brought Sammy Hagar on, <laughs> um, and made it Van Hagar. I love David mm. Lee Roth, Van Halen. I, at the time, I think the Van Hagar, was perfect because it was the late 80s, early 90s, and that sound was appropriate, and I think it worked. And then they tried to bring Mr. Roth back, and it never, ever worked. And it never worked because they didn't like each other. They had established well, a
0: different, though,
1: culture. They would established, I and I don't agree. But I, I think,
0: think, it, dep- they I think it depends, though, on the reason why somebody-
1: but I'm telling you this, Senator, I think that they established a culture that was never going to work for David well, Leroy, and I it mean, never did, different. and he's an example of why boomerang employees don't work.
0: Okay, that's one yeah. one very random example. But I think it really depends on, number one, why the person left, because it's, I think there are good reasons for people leaving. What about somebody going back to school, and they want to get more education? I think that that is somebody who would be a great rehire. So I think there, it, dep- it just depends on, on the person and it also depends on the industry. Like you and I worked in the restaurant world and, and people, you know, I think we've seen it where people quit. They go to another restaurant, they get fired, they quit that, they want to come back. That I don't think is a good reason to come back because something didn't, you know, quote unquote, work out. But I think there are reasons that, hey, somebody wants to leave to pursue something else that will help enrich and help. Enrich their professional experiences, which you can reap those benefits as a company. So, again, I think I think you're right. It really depends on the industry, and also just the reason itself. And if it's somebody that was fired due to due to harassing people, you don't want that person back. No, ever. I
1: agree. Here's here's what I think the the rule is for a, a boomerang. And all honestly, this is me being dead serious. I'm being very honest when I tell you this. I think that you know when the person leaves, if there's someone that you want to have them back and if they'll come back, it would work out. So if you've decided when someone gave notice that that is someone that you would love to see come back in the future, I think that is the only time you should ever rehire someone.
0: Well, of course, of course, like leaving on good terms and leaving knowing that, you could bring them back. I'm not saying that this works for everybody. And, and you know, I, I certainly agree with that. But I do think that there are good reasons to rehire somebody and to not I, – I would say don't discount somebody who's worked for the company in the past. I have to tell you, I interviewed – now, this was a, a while ago. But I had interviewed for a company I had worked for uh, before. And it was interesting because it was my first job out of college, which I was not in human resources. I had worked in the sales department and then, you know, this was a long time later, but they had an HR position within their sales world. And they interviewed me because they liked that I had that experience, but like I could put myself in people's shoes because I had been in that role. And I certainly, they were would consider rehiring me. Now, granted, I ended up stopping interviewing with the company because I had accepted another role, but I certainly would have welcomed going back to this company because A, it had been a while, B, it had it was a great culture, and then C, you know, it was something that I, I found to be really interesting. So that's why I just say, don't ever discount former employees, especially, you know, this, I hadn't worked there. It had probably been 15 years. So I think time is also uh, some a factor to take into consideration. I'm definitely a different person than I was 15 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago. So I think those are all things that you can take into consideration when hiring a boomerang employee. You know, I feel that in my world, there are a lot of boomerang employees and in your world, it's probably not as much. So I think it's our difference in um, in industries in which we work.
1: IT is, is a different beast. It's, I've seen people leave specifically because uh, a company is going to teach them a specific skill set mm-hmm. or let them work on a specific project. And I do think that's where it works. And I think that the numbers are definitely going to shift more in the favor of what you're saying, just because of the, the trends in, in employment as a whole, that I do think the numbers will become much more significant than I yeah. find today. But I do think there's I, a big gap in certain industries, and I, I'm going to succeed to that. I just yeah. started talking with you today. A
0: <laughs> well, you know, and I, I say, you know, I work for a small company right now, and I, I can, you know, I do have a, a handful of employees who, who left the company and came back, and you know, and I think, you know, some of there were multiple reasons why that happened, but it, it has been successful in my current role, so that's why, you know, I've seen the success stories, so I think it's, I my basically what I'm doing is to encourage HR professionals who are listening to not discount the boomerang employee. I'd say it's very short-sighted to put everybody as do not rehire when they leave the company. I feel like it's always a discussion and it should always be, you know, it should always be a discussion versus an immediate, like do not rehire anybody because there, I think there are good reasons why people leave and there's good reasons why people would want to come back. So I just say, don't discount it.
1: And (laughs) I will say, if you are considering boomerang, something that that should be, a huge factor too is look at the era of the company that that person worked. Mm-hmm. And there may be a very clear explanation on why some quality people were lost at that time. And I I worked for a, uh, a multi-billion dollar startup company that the people that left in the first five years, typically they did leave because they had grown as much as that company was going to allow them at the time. Mm-hmm. And then when the company was preparing to go public, They did bring some of those people back, and it worked. The people that left at the same period of time that I did were the ones that didn't agree with the changes made in the culture when the company was preparing to go public. And those people probably wouldn't be a good fit to go back because they were opposing the direction of the company that it is now well in the middle of. So that's Mm -hmm. something to, to think about as well. So. I think we've had a, a, some good, you know, some good discussions here, some yes. good fun. I think that's what it's all about. I mean, that's why we started this podcast. These are the types of things you and I used to argue about on our, <laughs> our commutes at seven in the morning. And this is exactly why we do what we do. And I, I've enjoyed it. So even though I disagree with most of what you said there at the end, just kidding. <laughs> I, I think it was good stuff. So yeah, definitely. good topic, good, good times. Hannah Hampton, always a pleasure, and uh, I look forward to seeing what we're going to argue about next week.
0: I love it. Have a great rest of your day.